0: I mean I often get asked I mean sometimes seriously or as a joke, people ask me are you an architect or a developer? This is Property
1: Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Taran Shum and in this episode, we continue our discussion with Fayard Fayard, co-founder of Ellison Property. The Fayard brothers have impressively developed projects with over 15,000 units. Join us as we discuss the inspiration behind Fayard's accomplishments as well as his long standing goal of building a hotel. Hey! Fayard built Ellison property from the ground up with his brother Ramon with great success, but it hasn't always been a smooth ride. He tells us about one of the mistakes he made in collaboration with the Hilton Hotel Group.
0: Yeah, so I was on um, holiday with a few friends in in the Gold Coast and I mean, it's not our backyard but we were there for a holiday and and the Hilton Hotel was getting built at that time. Um, And it was, it had an arrangement where you could buy the apartment and then put them back in the hotel pool so it kind of like you buy it, but then you offer it back to the hotel and then they run it and still running, still running now. But um, I guess it was like an impulse buy. I didn't do my homework, um, put down the deposit, um, paid like a little bit of money for it. And right now, probably 10 years later, it's probably, probably worth, worth the same as it is now than when I paid for it. It took a backward step and then came back in it, and I think um, th- that was really. Um, it's not a. It's it's not a good um, indication or a good. Um, the, uh, what would I say? It's not a good reflection on the property um, space um, in general. This was a. Um, it was bought. In the middle of uh it was a boom it was um, um like a holiday hotel branded it was kind of a bit, bit um bit pumped up a bit so that's why um it, look that was my worst and it's still um today it's it's still worth the same value so in, term, in terms of being worse in property it means you're kind of staying where you are
1: yeah you lost opportunity cost there
0: yeah, so it's kind of if if that's the worst in property, property can't be that too bad. So.
1: what was it that attracted you? Was there was it because it potentially they could have gone up there and used it in your spare time? Or is it because it's a a branded type of apartment there that you could rent out? What was the attraction to purchasing that investment?
0: Like I think it was a bit of both. It was definitely um at the time I was buying a few apartments in, in different areas. Um like one in Sydney CBD and one on in the Northern beaches. And um, it was kind of at that time where I was looking and, and um, looking outside of our nine to five business, I guess, and just um, um, investing in different um, aspirational, I guess, apartments. The one in Queensland was, um, I guess, um, what made me do it. I, I have a passion of getting into hotels I still do now um and I think being part of a hotel sort of environment and it was an opportunity to be there but not be there so just get a flavor of it so buy an apartment and you're actually part of a hotel like so it's kind of like you're thinking that maybe this is um my way of getting into hotels like um so yeah i I've, I've I've, I do have in the back of my mind, I've always um, loved to get into hotels and eventually own hotels, um, um, either through Ellison or or through the family. Um, That's, that's a dream vision of mine um, to, to, to get into hotels. And I saw this as an opportunity to, to one, have a, um, um, a place for holidays um, when I wanted to, um, and also be part of a, like a, a hotel. Environment, hotel business, I guess.
1: So, you've had a lot of experience and built, you know, thousands and thousands of apartments across. Actually, has it been mostly in New South Wales that you've built some um, apartments in the past, or has it actually gone into other states as well?
0: We've invested interstate. Um, we've had, um, we've been partners with other developers, um, but we let them do the role because it's their backyard. Um, but our our nine to five and where we get our hands dirty is, is in um, is is in Sydney, I guess.
1: So uh, over that period of time, you've you've obviously done a lot of apartments, built a lot of apartments. Was there actually an opportunity to potentially convert one of them into maybe a hotel?
0: Yeah, I mean structurally it's it's fairly similar. Um, it's just the, the property um, whether it, it um, it's. I guess it comes down to zoning as well um, so we buy a lot in the residential areas so um, it doesn't tend to lend itself to hotel builds. but the more we get into CBD parameter CBD like at the moment we're working on a, a, a complex where it's a combination of um, um, it's three towers so two towers are actually residential and one tower is a hotel um, so it's 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 been approved. Um, um, so now we're just looking at ways to um, pre-sell the apartments, and potentially we're looking at the hotel structure. Whether we engage a manager to to run it, or do we sell the actual um, hotel structure to a to an established um, hotel operator? Um, so it's funny you mentioned it because at the moment we're, we're kind of um, we're there, but. I guess what I mean by my vision to be in hotels is to actually be in the operation. So not so much as owning the building and then renting it out to, I don't know, like a, like a Marriott or a four seasons. It's actually being that Marriott or being the four seasons. So that's, that's where my passion is. So um, that, that is kind of, that, that's, that's a totally different business, I guess. So um, at the, and it could be another step in the door of the first, the first step was the apartment in the Hilton in Gold Coast, and this one might be um, constructing, developing, and constructing the building, and then having um, as a landlord, and then have um, a Hilton or someone similar to that um, being the the tenant and operating a hotel out of it.
1: Wow, it, it's amazing! You are living very, very close to your dream now because you are actually constructing one.
0: Yeah, I can. It's it's I can see it. It's on the horizon. <laughs> But, yeah, like I said, it's it's not something – and that goes back to I don't like to um, do things half-heartedly. So if I want to get into hotels, I'd have to really um, know my stuff and, and not just um, be a developer, turn into a hotel operator. Um, it's, it's just a totally different ball game, and I don't want to, um, I guess, stuff it up.
1: Way aha moment happened when he was working on his first development, which actually started as an investment property.
0: I purchased a, um, um, uh, and a, I guess a, five hundred thousand um, dollar, four bedroom home on a, on a block of land, a typical um, suburban, um, home cottage, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I that was in my early days, so straight out of or a few years, couple of years out of school. Um, so, I guess my the aha moment there was, I don't want to say how easy it is, but how, how I guess, getting into the property, getting onto the property ladder, how many, um, like, it definitely wasn't easy, but it was easier than what I thought. Like, on the construction sites, I was building for um, um Obviously for the company, but then I'd, at the tail end, I'd see people coming in and moving in, and and then like I'd I'd think about, I guess, where are all these rich people coming from? So I'd see like three or four of like at the time they were probably four hundred thousand dollar apartments, and and I didn't know much about property investing at the time, and and the banks and lending and all that stuff, and I and I just think people would come here with a four hundred thousand dollar check, pick up their keys, and move into the and I go, like, how many of these sort of people are there? It can't be that, like, like I don't know these sort of people. Where, where are they coming from? It wasn't until I got into it myself, like, a few years out from school where my dad actually, um, this the, the property I was talking about came up for sale in our street, and my father said, um, I think you should get into, to, to get into property. Um, you know how to build and I guess the next next natural step is it's a good way to um, invest some money. And I said, yeah, dad, but like, um, how do I do it? Like, I, I, I don't have $500,000. And he goes, uh, what do you mean? And I said, uh, but like, I want to buy it, but how do I get into it? And he goes, no, 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 no. Here's, here's what you do. You need, at the time, the banks, I think, were lending 90%. So you need a 10% deposit. Um, we happened to know the people. So we kind of structured the deposit until settlement. Um, got 90% from the bank. And so that whole journey was like, hang on, I could get a $500,000 home with $50,000. Um, and even that 50000 the way I got it was a little bit of saving and then talking to the, 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 um, talking to the vendor about the structured way to to come up with that 50,000 at the time um yeah so I got a little bit of help from dad and 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 the plan with the the vendor a little bit of savings come up with the 50 but I guess what I mean what I why it became an aha moment is because it's actually there's so many resources around that actually want you to invest and, and help you to invest so I'd be there sitting before this time I'd be sitting there or I'd be driving past the home for sale sign, 600,000. That's nice. But how do I get there? Like, I'm going to have to wait to like earn 600,000 or have that much in section. And how are people doing it daily? Like we're like, and once I got into that um, process and then worked out that um, it was a $50,000 investment and then the bank come up with the rest, that kind of, it in my mind holding me back or the big question mark in my mind for property development industry was how widespread is it how many people can come up with these three and four hundred thousand dollar checks and so then going through my experience and then working out well hang on these three or four hundred thousand thousand dollar apartments actually really only cost people maybe thirty thousand dollars and the rest were relying on banks or other ways of, of getting funds and so I kind of like said, well hang on, this property space it's actually it's for everyone then. So experiencing that journey firsthand really was a real standout moment and a real eye opener and I guess a door opener for for the for the industry in, in in my head, I guess. Does
1: that mean then you go, wow, instead of just buying one of these properties, I can buy say so ten of these properties <laughs>
0: I actually developed that property into a duplex, so it kind of, yeah, like uh, sat there for a little bit, um, earned some rent, um, got a DA on it, went back to the bank, got a bit more money, started uh, building it. Me, background building, uh, I did a bit, bit, of it myself, so kind of helped with the costs there. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 in, it's my first investment, and it's investment I still have today. So. Uh, I'm assuming
1: that um, you you also spend quite a bit of time as well looking at investing properties or do you mostly focus on property development at the moment at this point in time?
0: Um, A bit of both. So at the moment, I mean we look at, we deal with real estate agents in the property development space so we get offered a lot of um, um, development sites for sale. Um, So in, in those conversations, you actually come across some good investments. Whether that be a, a, a like a newly built or completed uh, uh, office tower that's come onto the market, so although our we're, we're predominantly property development um, and um, uh, turning a, a, a piece of land into finished apartments for the for the end user, we do do our own investments as a. By the by, I guess, like in the in the actual process of property development, you get you get offered opportunities to become um, a property investor as well. Come
1: out after the break, we learn about the mentor who inspired Fayard's
0: vision. I guess it was a good balance between um, my 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 father and him. Was that he was very. Um, pushing the the boundaries which was good for the end user.
1: Fayard reveals his plans for the future of the company.
0: We've spoken to a lot of hotel um, operators in the past that that wanting to as I mentioned earlier uh, potentially rent our buildings. He shares the best advice he could give to young investors and developers. That's one thing that I think I've only really embraced in the last couple of years and if I'd done it earlier I think um, it'd be a lot better.
1: And that's next. I'm Taran Sham and you're listening to Property Invest Story. Hey Property Investor, is your cash or equity currently earning you 1-2% per annum sitting in the bank? What if I said to you that you can do better? To find out more, simply register your interest to become a money partner at propertyinvestory.com. Right now, there are great opportunities in the property market, and I'm looking for money partners who want to invest to get a high return with low risk on their money for 6 months. Register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. Growing up around the property construction industry, Fayon learned a lot from his father, who helped him get into the property ladder. But aside from that, who else did he turn to as a mentor?
0: I'd like to say my my late uncle. Um, he he was a great mentor in my early days, um, uh, who passed away ten years ago now. So he um, was it was, a, it was a very um, inspirational and very um, I guess a life coach, if you'd say. Um, Growing up, so he was the um, he was very young, so he was kind of like a, a big brother sort of model. Um, yeah, so he was my mentor. He was in the the um, in the property business um, in the company with my father as well. So, but being that little bit younger, um, closer to my age, um, and I guess we had similar interests in in um, in property and in construction, so. I uh, really, um, he, he was a, he was really, um, I guess, I'd like to say where I am today kind of like his his pathway kind of led me to where I am today, following his path. So, yeah. The
1: reason why he also inspired you and, and was like a mentor you was because he also accomplished what you have, you know, wanted to achieve as well.
0: Correct. Correct. Yeah. From a, from a, um. From a business sense, I guess he always aspired to build um, great properties, so he would never um, um, skimp on design or quality or finishes. That's, uh, from a construction sense, he'd put everything at his buildings. So, um, we'd often have conversations with cost-effectiveness or, or maintaining the budget, but from his sense is that no, this building. I need to build it as if I was living in it, and I want to build it as if it's my home. So, I guess it was a good balance between um, my, my my father and him. Was that he was very um, pushing the the boundaries, which was good for the end user, but from a business sense, um, my father was always there to kind of keep it a little bit balanced. So it was a good it was a good blend of two, um, and my style is more like him in that sense. So. Um, He actually, he he allowed me to think the way I think now is that property development um, and the delivery of construction projects isn't, look, it's, the success is based on the profitability of it. But at the end of the day, there is some room to move to make sure that the end product isn't just about spreadsheets and, and, and numbers on a page. It's actually putting out a building that's um, um, that you're proud of and that your end user could always um, thank you for rather than, um, like that, that they can enjoy living in rather than just saying, okay, well, um, thanks for putting a roof over our head and that's it. We'd like them to actually enjoy and be proud of the building that they're in.
1: Bayard shares the differences between the residential units that build in a past compared to what they are building for the future.
0: The nature of our buildings now are very, um, um, I guess, mixed use in that it's, um, they could be like, um, you'd have retail spaces at the bottom, you'd have a little bit of, a um, few levels of uh, office space, and then you have your residential above. So you could kind of live in that whole complex, whether you need to get groceries down at your, the, the stores downstairs work um, in the upper levels, and then and then live right at the top of the tower. So, um, and I guess one thing we want to keep in mind is that we want people one not only people will sure they're looking for the best price at the time, but people are willing to pay that little bit more just to have that best. To, to live in the best building in the street or the best building in the suburb, So there is that. Um, and then, and then what it find, it, it makes your job more, I guess, fun, more interesting to, to be able to put something up that you're, you're, you're proud of. Um, and then there's also buyers coming on board that are willing to um, spend that little bit more just to, um, um, to be part of that, that tower, that story. So, yeah. And and, you, and it's not just a look; it's the way the whole building operates. I guess so you can't charge more just because the building looks better. It's the way the whole thing, whole thing, works, you know. So I mean, I often get asked—I mean, sometimes seriously or as a joke—people ask me, "Are you an architect or a developer?" So I like to think well, I'm definitely not an architect, but I like to have that vision, you know. So
1: Fayard discusses further his mindset and motivation.
0: I love my documentaries. Um, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm big on, um, listening to podcasts. So I guess, um, the one that, uh, gets me up and going, I guess every morning is the, um, I listen to the Gary V. um, radio experience every morning. Um, and whenever I can, if I'm driving to sites, it's always on, it's always on in my car. Um, and that, that really, um, just, it breaks things down and just. It just cuts out a lot of, um, um, I guess, smokes and mirrors and fly. it just really, um, it, it makes uh, operating business, I guess, a lot more um, practical. Gary awesome.
1: <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's just one of a kind that, uh, you know, I've met him once and just speaking to him, so down to earth and genuine and he just has that kind of yeah the inspirational part about him and when he gets up on stage man he gets the crowd fired up
0: it's so genuine so authentic i've met him a couple of times and um face to face and he's very he's very humble and very very um uh, i guess uh, interested in what you're doing rather than just showing that he's interested he's re- he's really interested i mean
1: He reveals the advice which completely changed his mindset and fast tracked his success.
0: The best piece of advice is I read once from um, is from Richard Branson where he would explain and he'd be through it in the past where that if you're presented with an opportunity and although you don't have I guess all your ducks in order to, to take on that opportunity but you want to, it's, it's an opportunity that you want to get involved in. You should just take it and and then work out how to um, um, uh, work your way through it as you have that opportunity, not to turn it back because it may never come back to you, um, the opportunity. So I guess if it's an opportunity that you're looking for and you say, well, I might not be that ready for it, come back to me in a few years' time when I've, when I've built this and I've ticked that box and I've done this course and I've done that. Um, I guess that probably holds you back. If you're getting everything perfect, one, you, you'll never get that, um, the opportunity may never come back to you again, or you you get into a point where you, you're continuously making it perfect and you never actually get the job done. So I guess um, that's um, one real big piece of advice that stuck with me in establishing Ellison Property is um, if it were up to me and if it was about getting all my boxes ticked and everything set up by Ellison property wouldn't exist until probably another 10 or 15 years time, but it's more opportunity came. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Um, and then, um, uh, work out how to, how to do it. Um, and you've
1: done it well too with your brother. And you formed a team in in, in a very we have,
0: yeah. We have, yeah. And we're, that a big part of working out how it is 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 the uh, how how to get things done is um the the um it, it's the teamwork around us that's that's helped us to, to get there and and they've appreciated that um although we know how um we know how to build we know how to develop property but um. Setting up a, an own business, that's that's something new um, and that's where their support and they appreciate we're in that space at the moment and they're helping us along. So it's a good team. Drawing on the advice from Richard
1: Branson, Fayot thinks about what he would tell his younger self if he could go back in time.
0: You don't need to make sure everything is perfect and have everything 100 if not 110% right before you go and embark on something. If it's almost there, get it um just grab it do it and then it'll it'll work itself out and that's that's one thing that i think i've only really embraced in the last couple of years and if i'd done it earlier i think um it'd be a lot better
1: i asked Fayard where he sees himself in the company in five years time
0: the vision that i have and and where i um, god willing take us there is uh i like to see pretty much what we do at the moment, but on a larger scale. So right now we have X amount of projects under our management. Um, I'd like to see a combination of um, family projects growing, um, and also having um, third-party pro- um, developers who don't quite have the the functionality of developing a building. They may just be landowners um, coming on board. Um, coming on our journey and um, um, providing that service for them. So I guess one, an expansion of what we're doing now, two, um, having some more um, uh, landowners coming in on the journey, enjoying our service so we can um, develop their buildings. Um, And three, like I mentioned earlier, I I really like to get into the hotel space. So I don't know, five years, maybe a bit too early, but um, maybe 10 years.
1: 10 years sounds like a good time frame what what would it take to actually build a hotel i've never delved into that space to have a look but what what actually would you need
0: um i think the building side we've got that covered it's more about the operational and making sure that um the numbers stack up the to get the the right the right mix the um where to put the hotel um how many how many like i guess how many beds you need how many um, there's, uh, we've spoken to a lot of hotel um, operators in the past that, um, that wanting to, as I mentioned earlier, uh, potentially rent our buildings. Um, so we build the shell for them. They come in with their builders. They'll fit out to make it look like a hotel. Um, and then they'll operate it. Um, so in talking with them, there's a lot of things that I couldn't quite, um, understand like i I understand how to how to build the thing for them and how to sell the structure to them but um what makes their business profitable that's something that i'd like to spend the next few years trying to understand and then work out if i've got that sorted can i then go and delve into that that side of things as well so it's a completely different world out there (laughs) it is different it's totally different it's a different role And like I mentioned before, I don't want to pretend I know it just because I've built a couple of structures before and had um, hotel operators in and around me. I don't pretend that I am a hotel operator. I have built hotels, but I I'd, I'd like to um, um, know that I guess the point two and point three of that journey I was explaining earlier um, before I set foot into that. So, yeah, but it's definitely on my radar.
1: So, how much, if any, of his success is determined by luck?
0: I think luck is. Luck's a funny word in property development, I guess. Um, some people say um, you're lucky that your apartment doubled in price in five years, or you're lucky that um, you got a good deal on your apartment. But that would be put down. Skill, as well as in buying at the right time, knowing the market, uh, um, working out what's about to boom, what 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 train station is just about to be built, so you know to buy an apartment there. So by the time it's built, it's in. So it d- depends the way you look at it. Um, in property, people who I guess don't acknowledge that. You need to know a few things, or be smart about the property space. Um, we'll call it luck because it's it's very hard to differentiate. It's not like um, you can prove why your apartment or your or your, your home um, increased in value. You can't prove it, but you just knew it was the right time to buy before it went up in price. So. I guess because you can't prove it, someone might say, well, it's luck um, and you kind of have to just shrug it and say, well, yeah, it has to be, it's got to be luck because you can't really explain it. And I guess that's what I've found um, a lot of people in the space. They they either talk about how did you know that was going to happen in that area to buy that parcel of land or do you get other people who say you're so lucky that. You bought that land and happened to be a train station, or a, or a train, or a, like a light rail um, stop. is going to happen right out your doorstep, you know. So people, it depends how you look at it, you know. So.
1: Thank you to Fayard Fayard, our guest on this episode of Property invest Story. And if you love the show and are ready to get serious about investing your money to get a low risk high return, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a money partner. Right now, there are great opportunities in the property market, and I'm looking for money partners who want to invest their money for a short six months. To register interest, Text me your name and email address on 0499881040.